Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Good morning. You guys, Peyton goes to her dad's tonight for the whole weekend and she doesn't come back until Sunday. So we have been working so hard and batch editing. If you don't know what batch editing is, it means that we've been doing a bunch of episodes that are extra so that we make sure that you have episodes to listen to in the morning and in the evening until Peyton comes back. Right, Peyton? We um, sat and recorded for two hours yesterday. We did an hour in the morning. And we've just been trying to do like a couple extra episodes a day. um, So that we make sure that you get a good amount of episodes. Right, Pay? Yeah. Okay, ready, Peyton? Peyton. Are you ready? Alright. This book is not good for you. Secret series by... Book number... Yep, book number three. We're on chapter 12. Oh, part two. Okay. Little sneaky guys. I'm just going to take like little baby breaks to drink my coffee because it's five in the morning here. Huh, Peyton? If any of you get up at five in the morning, you'll know it is not easy. Huh, Pay? Mm-mm. But it can be done if you have a goal. Huh. That's the thing about if you have a goal, you just have to really work hard at it. Huh, Pay? Yep. Okay. Chapter 12, Part 2, Antiques Carnival. Max Ernest was the first to spot that it was a te- it was teetering at the top of a black row of boxes, an old wooden crate with a picture of an orange shining in the sky, like shining in the sky like a sun. Fighting his fear of heights, he climbed up the orange, uh, climbed up to the orange crate, dislodging more than a few boxes along the way. This is it, victorious! He paused in the crate down, paused the crate down. Oh, I'm so sorry. He passed the crate down to Yo Yoji. They had, they had to pry off the lid with the screwdriver, but as soon as they were, they were pulling things out, making another pile on the floor. At the bottom of the crate, beneath a broken thumb piano and a curiously misshapen string instrument that they guessed was the duclimmer Harry had made was a gleaming two-pronged object. Is that the tuning fork? Cass asked, feeling a tingle of excitement in her ears. Well, it's a tuning fork. Yo-Yoji picked it up and then hit one of the prongs on a small candlestick he found nearby. Hear that note? That's an A. As Cass and Max Ernest had memorably learned, they were trying, they, when they were trying to interrupt the song, the sound of prism, Yo-Yoji had the perfect pitch, the musical kind, not like the taste bud version. Okay, coffee break, uno momento. Mm-hmm. Well, that was offensively noisy. But wait. If it works, that means we can't, that means it can't be the right one because the tuning fork isn't really a tuning fork, Max Ernest pointed out. How about that? Oh, right, Cass said, crushed. Besides, it doesn't look very Aztec. 
said Max Ernest. Cass sat down on the orange crate, suddenly filled with an overwhelming sense of despair. This whole thing was stupid. What were, what were the chances of my grandfather's having the tuning fork that we were looking for? We just wasted all this time for nothing. Well, not exactly for nothing, she reminded herself, but she would return that box later. What was the big deal? What's the big deal? We'll find the tuning fork, said Yoyoji, eventually. We, re we well, realistically, we probably won't, said Max Ernest, controversially. We don't even know if the tuning fork is still around. For all we know, it could just be a legend like Pietro said, or like a myth that's partially based on fact, or Cass gritted her teeth. Thanks for the reassuring, for, they, thanks, that's really reassuring, Max Ernest. You're a big help. Why is that reassuring? Asked Max Ernest, confused. Oh, wait, you're being sarcastic. Cass was about to respond in a suitably snippy manner, but she stopped herself. After all, it was definite progress for Max Ernest to recognize sarcasm. The question was how to convey the urgency of their task without giving her secret away. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to tell you guys, but Cass struggled with her cons conscience. Well, okay, to fudge the truth in this circumstance. Well, Pietro said if the Midnight Sun finds the tuning fork before we do, then this will be our last mission at the Turkish Society ever. Really? He said that, said Max Ernest? Cass nodded. That sucks, said Yoyoji. Why would he? Actually, I think it's Mr. Wallace's fault, said Cass. She elaborated. You know, he doesn't think kids should be in the Turkish Society. Well, they agreed that this would be a test. But we took an oath, said Max Ernest. Can't they, they, can they unoath us? I thought we were in for life. I mean... Unless we talk about the secret or something something else we're supposed to talk about, Cass grinned, grimaced at this reference, the secret spilling. Well, it's up to them, isn't it? They kind of make the rules, don't they? But the Turkish society is hundreds of years old. Well, it doesn't matter anyways. Nobody's going to kick us out because we're going to hunt down the tuning fork as fast as we can, said Yo-Yo-Gi determined. But first, we got to eat. I'm starved. I agree. Our blood sugars are really low, said Max Ernest. Cass was hardly in the mood for a relaxing lunch, but she had to acknowledge that she was hungry. Max Ernest was right about their blood sugar levels. Combing through her grandfather's stuff was hard work. She led her friends upstairs the old fireman galley and her grandfather's, kicked, uh, grandfather's kitchen to see what there was to eat. You're right. It is Chippendale. That's the, that's the good news. Sitting on the, <laughs> sitting on the kitchen table was an old portable TV. So old that the antennas sticking out of the, were sticking out of the back. Next to the TV was an equally old VCR. A video cassette recorder left over from these days when film and television were shown were recorded on a videotape. A blinking red light indicated a recording in progress. On the television screen, a dapper man in a three-piece suit was taking a wide was talking to a wide-eyed and rather bodied young woman. A shiny wooden table stood beside them. A piece of this recently sold for three hundred thousand dollars, said a dapper man. Three hundred thousand dollars, repeated the wide woman. Hey, it's antique caravan, said Yo Yoji. Your grandfather's must have set it to record. Cass and Max Ernest gathered close to watch. On screen, the dapper man nodded. If you'd left the table as it was, you'd be a rich woman. 
Unfortunately, by restoring the finish, you've made it totally worthless. No better than a fake. Oh, no, I thought I was doing the right thing. Tears streamed on the woman's face. Look, your grandfathers are in the back, said Max Ernest. He pointed to the corner of the television screen where the two older men, unidentifiable um, by their exceptionally long beards, were having a look were having what looked like a heated argument with another antiques appraiser. Larry kept shaking his red his red lip telephone in the air. I guess the antiques guy didn't think that the phone had any very much value, said Cass. After a short break for what the show called a word from our sponsors, Dapper, Dapper Man was back now and speaking to a woman in a violent pantsuit and matching hat. Yo-Yoji stared. Is that who I think it is? Though she crawled into a cave during... I thought she crawled into a cave or something during summer. Max... Oh my god, I'm sorry, you guys. That's so annoying. Max Ernest draws dropped. Draw dropped. What? What's Miss Johnson doing in, at on Antiques Caravan? Indeed, Pantsuit Woman was a very own school principal on television. It was my great-great-great-aunt Clara's, Miss Johnson was saying proudly, one of the original England, England colonists and leading citizen of her time, best cook in the country, famous for her candies. She carried the piece with her on the Mayflower. The workmanship is English. That's weird, said Max Ernest, but didn't Mr. Wallace say something about the Mayflower and a woman named Clara? Yeah, which, said Yo-Yoji. How funny would that be if Miss Johnson's... Miss Johnson's aunt was a witch. The dapper man gestured towards a small object that was sitting under a bright light. I can't tell what it is exactly. Perhaps a ritual object of some kind? What I am certain of is it's not English. Miss Johnson looked at the antique appraiser with outrage. Are you doubting that my Aunt Claire came over on the Mayflower? You know what's really weird, said Cass? How much that one thing on the table looks like a tuning fork. Most of the design has worn off, but it's doubtedly pre-Columbian, pre maybe Mayan or Aztec, the dapper man continued smoothly. Do you have proof this, that this object is yours? It's illegal to own a pre-Columbian artifact without proper documentation. Proper documentation? Are you? What are you accusing me of? I've never been so insulted in my life. Miss Johnson grabbed the item in question off of the table and stormed off of the television picture frame leaving the appraiser aghast back at the fire station max ernest and yo yoji were still staring at the television screen unable to believe that the object that they're looking for was in their principal's possession Cass was already standing up and heading for a round opening in the kitchen floor come on follow me Trying to get the tuning fork out of the hands of Miss Johnson was only slightly more appealing than cuddling up to a T-Rex, but they had no choice, and there was no time to lose. Grabbing hold of the brass fire pole, she slid down to the floor below. Ooh, Peyton. Miss Johnson has the tuning fork. Are you falling back asleep? I don't blame you. It's five in the morning. All right, moving on. I guess you're going to have to listen to this to get your air points like everybody else, huh? Ha <laughs> ha.